I'm Natalie Nascence, Digital Content Manager for Successful Farming, and I'm excited to kick off a new video series for Successful Farming called Farmers for the Future. I'm joined by my co-host, Rob Sharkey, and our first guest, Hannah Borg. Hi. Glad to have you, Hannah. I'm excited to be here. Well, first off, Rob um, is my co-host. Why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, introduce yourself. I know many of our readers are familiar with you across our site. Uh, my name is Rob Sharkey. I'm a big fan of yours, Annalena. I am a farmer from Illinois. I raise corn and soybeans. And I also do a podcast, which led into a, uh, a radio show, XM radio show, which led into a TV show, which led me to this moment right here. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're all sharing this moment. And I'm glad Hannah has joined us for our first episode. Uh, Hannah, do you want to start off with a little bit of your farm background? Yeah, I'm from Wakefield, Nebraska, which is in the northeast corner of the state. So go Big Red. Um, I grew up on the farm, raised, you know, all that good stuff, went to college, and then I had the opportunity to come back to the farm to help operate our new, um, our new operation, and that's in poultry. So my family's been in operation for 135 years, which makes me the sixth generation, which I'm really proud of. Um, and we have crops and cattle, and then my dad farms with his three brothers. So we're one big giant family, um, just all farming together. And then my mom and I operate our new chicken barns. And I'm saying new is a little bit not accurate anymore because we've been doing it for a year and a half, but it still feels really new. So we raise chickens for Costco. So we have pullets. And I had never been in a chicken barn until the day that we got chickens. So that's why even a year and a half in, it still feels new every once in a while. That's really cool. I can tell right away, I don't think we're all going to agree on football teams. Um, but Robin, <laughs> okay. I have a few questions to kick us off with to see if we have a few other things in common. I'm ready. Fire away, Rob. All right, first question. What is your favorite type of livestock? Um, cattle. Uh, close second, horses. But if you ask me on a different day, I might say horses and then cattle. So maybe it's tied. <laughs> Don't you raise chickens? Or I thought you were going to say chickens. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Chickens are weird animals. Um, <laughs> they, I'm, I'm, my heart's not on fire for like the cuteness of chickens. Uh, they are cute for about seven days. And then they go through like a weird stage where they're half cute, half ugly. And then once they get to full grown, they don't look that bad. But man, there's nothing better than the calves lined up at the feed bunk or the cows grazing on grass. Uh, so that's why cattle will, will always be my first love of animals. Well, I like chickens at the stage that they're delicious. <laughs> yes, they do look really good rolling or like rotating on a rotis in a rotisserie oven. <laughs> Just speaking of food, what is your must-have snack in the tractor? Uh, for convenience, my grandma always has chips. And so we'll just always run in the house and grab a bag of chips and a can of Mountain Dew. So that's always my go-to snack in the tractor, which I'm not proud. It, it should be healthier, but you know, that's just what, that's just what we do. We, we drink a lot of Mountain Dew and we eat a lot of chips. <laughs> okay, don't think about this. This is rapid fire. What is the worst job on the farm? Uh, I have to say, related to chickens, 
oh, I shouldn't say this, but when we have to compost birds, because with any, with any livestock, there's mortality. And so when I have to deal with the dead chickens, that's not a fun job by any means. <laughs> so the other side of that, what's the job you try to claim first before anybody else on the farm uh, well, this, picks that job? This summer, I raked a lot of hay. And so I've taken a lot of ownership. And I know raking is really simple and really not a lot of effort into it, but it is my job. So I have made it my job and I'm the one raking all the hay this summer. Back off, Hannah's raking. <laughs> yes, I take great pride in making my corners straight so that the baler behind me has it really easy when they're coming to pick up the windrows. Okay, next question, pop or coffee? Oh gosh, easily pop. Uh, like I said, Mountain Dew, um, I recently went to the store with my grandma to stock up on pop for harvest and we had a whole cart full of Mountain Dew and the lady checking us out, she's like, are you having a pop party? No, we're just addicted. Oh. It's fine. Um, but easily Mountain Dew. Alrighty. Well, you speak of harvest. That's just around the corner. Would you rather be in the combine or the grain cart? grain cart every day. Uh, just because of how our family dynamic works, my uncle drives the combine and my dad drives the grain cart. So I ride in the combine, but I've only ever driven the grain cart. And I just think there's, there's just the thrill of being the grain cart person and making sure you're in the right place at the right time. Is that you too, Rob? Yeah, we didn't trip her up on the questions. I was hoping we'd see her <laughs> a little bit. Nope, you said quick answers, so that's what I did. <laughs> Last question I have for you, Hannah. Uh, do you wear pull-on or lace-up boots? Uh, tennis shoes, actually, uh, just for the convenience. In the chicken barns, I have to change my shoes many times because we have a different pair of shoes for each barn for biosecurity purposes. So most days I, I just pull on my tennis shoes. Um, when I'm doing heavy duty work, I have some lace up shoes. Um, but maybe I'm not a true farmer. I do wear tennis shoes just for the convenience of changing my shoes many times throughout the day. No, I would say you're absolutely a farmer. You just <laughs> okay, wear right. True farmers wear Crocs. Oh, no, not in my book. <laughs> not the cool ones. They're no. so functional. <laughs> mm. But then you get like dirt and rocks in your shoes and then you're walking on it and then it's just a, a recipe for disaster. So I'll stick with my tennis shoes and you can stick with your Crocs. <laughs> yes, fair enough. Okay. Well, we're not going to agree on football teams. We're not going to agree on footwear. <laughs> Um, but maybe we'll find a few more things uh, that we can't agree on as we keep talking here. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your first year and a half of having chicken barns. I've only been in a chicken barn once. Um, Rob, have you ever been in a chicken barn? I've been in a couple of them, but nothing. I, I am far from uh, being an expert on them. So we're all from the Midwest. Um, and this, this type of agriculture is kind of new to, to us. Can you give us the 101 of chicken farming? Yeah, so it was new to us as well. Uh, like I said, we'd never been in a chicken barn until the day that we got chickens. So call us crazy, we are a little bit. 
Um, but my parents took the opportunity to expand and th diversify through chickens. Um, it's a whole different, uh, a whole different business or just something else to learn. So to put it in perspective, we have three barns. Um, the two barns are about two football fields long by 30 feet. And we have 60,000 birds over the three barns. And when we are feeding, we have a hundred different motors. So there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of augers, a lot of um, electrical technology stuff. And I knew nothing about anything <laughs> um, until we had been in there for a while. So with chickens, uh, just like cattle or any other um, market animal, you want them to be consistent, except for our birds are the pullets. So our birds, we get them when they're a day old and we have them for 21 weeks, which is about five months. And when they leave, we have uh, uh, 53,000 hens and 7,000 roosters. And when they leave our place after 21 weeks, they go to a breeding barn and they start laying eggs there. Those eggs go to the hatchery in Fremont, Nebraska. And then after they're hatched, they go back out to a different style of barn, um, to a broiler barn, and they spend six weeks there getting to market, or getting to the uh, six pounds where they will be butchered again in Fremont. And then they go to Costco's all across the country, west of the Missouri River. So we are the foundation of the whole process. Uh, so to put it in cattle perspective, we are essentially raising the heifers uh, because I speak more in cattle terms than chicken terms. Uh, and so consistency is key. And we're all about, um, we have a strong vaccination program to make sure that they're healthy through their breeding um, life cycle. And it's, um, it's been a long process to get to where we are today because all that equipment, all that technology is, I guess in our case, was brand new and really complicated to learn. And so I become part mechanic, part electrician, part maintenance. Um, I've just learned a whole lot of things in a short amount of time. And it wasn't a whole lot of fun for a while, but now, we're, now we are cruising and we feel like we kind of know what we're doing, which I'm really proud of. You said you and your mom are doing this. Now, did she have any background? I mean, I guess I'm trying to get at, how did you guys learn this? <laughs> Uh, so Costco, which I think we're all familiar with Costco, wanted to build a fully integrated chicken supply company. And so uh, we, the company is actually Lincoln Premium Poultry, who we grow for, but it's simpler to say Costco. So Costco was looking all across the country to figure out where the best place would do, be put this integrated, um, this integrated business at. Well, Nebraska, we have water, we have the workers, and we have really good crops. Um, we have the feed here, and we have all the infrastructure. So that's how they chose Fremont, Nebraska. Um, a connection of ours um, through the ag industry ended up being one of the first persons to work at Lincoln Prune Poultry. And she knew that my family is forward thinkers and early adopters in other, ag, um, in other sectors of ag. And so um, we were supporting the, the Lincoln Room Poultry coming to Nebraska before we even knew what it was, essentially, because they didn't announce that it was Costco that was building this big integrated um, business until after a few months. So we were all about, uh, all about bringing business to Nebraska, bringing new opportunities, 
And my dad looked at it as an opportunity to expand and diversify because as you know, <laughs> uh, inputs are high um, and you have to rely on the com commodity markets, which is low depending on different seasons. And so um, by going to contract farming, uh, being partners with Lincoln Proven Poultry, we have, um, it is risky, but we have mitigated our risk a little bit over time so that we can, um, so that we can pay for these barns, but also not go broke <laughs> in a sense compared to feeding cattle because it's all or nothing when it, feeds, when it comes to feeding cattle. So my mom and dad just saw it as an opportunity for us and it fit our family because I'm not going to say it, it would work for every family. Um, but my mom, didn't had, none of us had any chicken experience. Uh, and so my dad, at his age, he didn't want to take on something new for labor-wise. And so that's why he, um, he allowed mom and I to run the operation. And that's what I do. I work with my mom every day in chicken barns. That's awesome. I love seeing families that can work together. But I'm sure it's also a learning curve. You know, like mm. you live life with these people growing up, but being in business is different yes. um, in business with your family. Um, I love following you on Instagram and other social media and learning about the, the tips and tricks you're learning along the way in your first uh, year of farming. Tell me, tell me about some of the things that you've learned uh, in your first year on the farm. So I actually did this the other day. Dad sends me to town for parts all the time. And I learned real quick, do not go to town without the actual part that you need. Otherwise, you will not come back with the correct part. Uh, and that's just, uh, oh, another thing that I've learned, like just a really little thing is um, I'm not mechanically inclined when it comes to tractors. I'm learning. I can, I can fix the motors in our chicken barns, but I'm, I'm not quite there on the tractor side. But I do know where all the tools are, and I do know when dad's like the green handle thing, I know exactly what he's talking about. So I can hand him the tools and make sure that his job is easier. And uh, my dad is pretty clean, and so a tip that I've learned that just helps things out is when you're taking the tools out of the drawer, you leave the drawers open so that when you're putting back the tools, you know exactly what drawer it is. Because if you're anything like me, I know where all the tools are, but sometimes it takes me a few drawers to get there. Um, and those are just little life hacks of, that I've learned that helps, has helped me just like make my days easier. Um, there's obviously bigger things I've learned working with my parents every day. Just simply asking things instead of, um, why are we doing it that way? I've, I've changed my language to say, help me understand why are we doing it that way? Because the why question to my dad can sometimes be a little bit too direct to him. Instead of, and then when I change it to myself, say, help me understand why we're doing it this way and that it seems to ease um, ease it for him and so there's some things in my language that I've learned how to ask or say things differently um, how to plan with them how to just work with them and know that we have two different ways of thinking every once in a while uh, it hasn't been easy and I don't want to paint a really pretty picture because any working with your parents um, is not easy, but it's definitely worth it. Uh, most days on those hard days, you're like, what the heck am I doing? Uh, but on the good days, it's really good. Awesome. You've got a lot figured out if you've already learned that you can't say the Y word 
and all that because most most farm kids that come back they just kind of power through that it's always difficult when kids come back and have to work with the family are you ever intimidated because you're in a family operation you're you're new you're trying to figure it out you ever intimidated about not knowing stuff oh absolutely i um i haven't i hadn't been home full time and since since high school so i'd been gone from the farm for four years so of course I didn't know what was going on um, on a daily basis. And so um, I've had to learn, I, I have to ask how to do things all the time and I'm not afraid of that. And it's because if I was intimidated about not knowing how to do things, I won't ever be able to do things because whether it's like learning how to drive a different piece of equipment or learning a different job, if that fear of intimidation got in my way, I just, I would not be successful. And I've learned how to work with my dad of how, because his version of teaching me and my version of learning don't match up. And so I have to be really patient and ask things in a strategic order to make sure that he's being clear about what he's wanting and that I'm meeting those expectations um, to make sure that it's successful because there's so many times when he's told me how to do something and I don't know how to do it. And those times where I was like, I don't want to ask how to do that ends up making the situation 10 times worse. Uh, and so I've gone over the fear of asking and I just simply tell my dad, like, I need you to explain these things step by step instead of like, this is kind of what you do and then you kind of do this, whereas I need a step-by-step -step, and then maybe we'll have to do a refresher next year because it's been a year since I did whatever it was that you asked of me. So um, I'm inquisitive by nature and my dad is just used to asking or me asking questions all the time. And so as time goes on, he gets more and more used to that on a regular basis. I'm sure um, that's a unique issue to you. Rob's kids always understand his directions <laughs> and follow them properly the first time. No, my kids are always wrong. But I mean, <laughs> it, it is, believe me, this is so universal. It's, it's not even funny. So it does sound like actually you and your dad and you and your family are, are well ahead of a lot of people. Because a lot of people, they just continue to butt those heads and never really look at how to change the language change directions, stuff like that. So kudos. Thank you. I, um, I, I don't want to say it's, it's easy and we're always working on it, but I am thankful that my parents have been very intentional about integrating me back on the farm um, in a successful way. And I know like I grew up watching my dad work with his dad and my dad talking about how my grandpa made decisions that helped my dad out in the long run. And I know my dad's making decisions that has helped me out. And I will do the same when I have kids when that day comes. Um, but because I am the sixth generation, it, it has taken a lot of work from each generation to be successful and to intentionally lay the ground so that the next generation can come back. Because that's always our goal is how do we keep what we've got going. Um, and for us, that's expanding through chickens. Um, and that, that doesn't work for every family in that way. So taking those risks and being willing to try something new 
and just talk about it um, is some things that have just helped us get to where we are today, but we're always working on more. How can we grow? How can we be better communicators? Um, how can we get through this day? Like I'm working cattle in the morning with my dad, sister, and brother. Like you heard that you probably would not say what you're saying right now about us, but it's always a constant, uh, a constant juggle of how, how can we be better in whatever way that we're, whatever thing that we're working on. Well, like Rob said, I commend you guys for, it looks like you're well on your way in having open communication and being really clear. Um, for the people who are watching who are maybe like you were um, a handful of years ago, still in college, but thinking maybe the farm is where I want to be. Maybe that's where I, what I, I want to go back and do. How do you start having that conversation and, and start um, being intentional? Um, what's step one? I struggle answering that question because in my case, I had no expectations of coming back to the farm when I went to college because there wasn't room for me to come back. Um, halfway through college, I got the, the opportunity to commit myself to coming back to the farm because we were expanding and diversifying through something completely different. So because my parents took the risk of building chicken barns, I was able to come back. So it's um, it's whereas it's different where my brother is just starting college with the intention of coming back and he's building his own cow herd and figuring out um, his his way back to the farm is a little bit differently. Um, but for me, something that I really that um, I would give advice to people of going back to the farm is giving yourself grace because I don't want anyone or all my friends that I know that have come back to the farm always get back home and like, dang, this is harder than, or it's different and different kind of hard than it's, than it was just like working and growing up on the farm. So giving yourself grace of saying like, it's not going to be easy. You have to be patient with learning how to work with your parents on a business level um, and also financial level. What does that look like? Um, for me, I gave myself a full year of really keeping my head down and just working. Um, I didn't really add any opinions or didn't really ask a lot of questions of like, why do we do this or should we do it this way? Um, I really gave myself a year head down before I could really look outside the box. Um, so that would be my biggest piece of advice of just give yourself grace and have the patience to just be a worker on the farm just for a little bit of time and get your feet under you because you never know how long that will take. You said that opportunity came when you were in college. So many times where a kid wants to come back to the farm or the parents want the kid to come back to the farm, they never actually have that conversation. You know, it's either, well, I know there's a place for me or I haven't been able to provide. Did you guys actually have a conversation where you sat down and said, hey, I want to come back, or they actually said, we want you to come back? Yes. Uh, my dad, randomly, in a conversation, he's like, hey, Hannah, do you want a job? I was like, sure. I mean, I can, like, what do you need me to do? I thought it was something, like, he was working on. He's like, you want to raise chickens? And I was like, what? I about fell over. Uh, and so that was my first introduction to the idea of what we would be doing. 
And then after that, we had many conversations more. I had more conversations with my mom about it because I was, I would be working with my mom in running the chicken operation. Whereas my dad, um, I just call myself labor for him for now because, um, when I'm not working in the chicken barns, I am working with him and on the rest of the farm. So yeah, we did have a lot of conversations of what it would be like, like how much I'd be paid, um, expectations. Um, I had to live at home with my parents for a few months because I live in a community that doesn't have a lot of available housing. So we had to talk about what that would be like, just kind of laying those expectations. So I am thankful that we did have that line of communication because um, I don't know if it would be as successful if we didn't have that communication. Well, I can tell you, I hear a lot of stories that are not successful and that communication is lacking. And I, I feel like I see a lot of people venting about their unsuccessful situations on social media and uh, maybe they should be communicating with their family like you do rather than tweeting about it. But I, I, I don't, I want to be clear, like it's not easy. And I, there's many times that my dad and I, I end up in tears or like I frustrate him because I didn't say something like we had a little we had a little issue today on communication. I didn't communicate to him. Um, but it is possible to overall have good communication with the expectations that it might not always be perfect. Well, quickly as we wrap up here, I um, am so excited to, to watch your career unfold. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are, are doing such great things. I just want to get a taste of what you think your job may look like. Um, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, what does chicken farming look like? What is farmer Hannah doing? <laughs> well, so we're committed to chickens for 15 years, which is a long time in my book because I haven't done anything for 15 years consecutively. Um, so chickens will always be a part of my daily, um, operate my daily life on the farm. Um, Beyond that, I haven't thought a lot about it, not because I'm not dreaming or setting goals, because right now I'm trying to still figure out what does my life look like in six months from now or in a year, five years. But I would assume in 15 years or 20 years, um, I will be on the farm. I'm, I'm secure in that decision. I'm not going anywhere. Um, by that point, I would like to have my own family, my own home. Uh, I would like to have more of my own cattle. But again, I don't know what that looks like and I don't know if I want to because I think that would take away from the joy that I'm currently in um, because after my first year on the farm that's when I was really able to look up and decide how I would want to be involved in my community and where my other strengths are on the farm so I feel like I'm experiencing farm life all over again because um, I'm getting to do more stuff on the farm and I don't know where that will lead me whether that's more management skills or more whatever it may be. Um, I'm kind of talking in circles because I don't really know and I, I think that's okay. I'm just embracing it and going with it um, with as much or as much um, structure from like a day-to-day -day standpoint and we'll see where that takes me. I think it's absolutely okay to not know. Yeah, me too. Well, whatever you end up doing, I know your future will be bright. I'm so encouraged to hear um, how your family is communicating and working together, even if it's not always easy. Um, I certainly know that that would be a challenge uh, for any farm family, except Rob's, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you so oh. much. For 
<laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We um, can't wait to watch where your farming career takes you and uh, sharing a little taste of what you've experienced so far. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. For me, something that I really, that um, I would give advice to people of going back to the farm is giving yourself grace because I don't want anyone or all my friends that I know that have come back to the farm always get back home and like, dang, this is harder than, or it's different and different kind of hard than it's than it was just like working and growing up on the farm. So giving yourself grace of saying like, it's not going to be easy. You have to be patient with learning how to work with your parents on a business level um, and also financial level, what does that look like? Um, for me, I gave myself a full year of really keeping my head down and just working. Mm -hmm.